You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Tim Whitman from Washtenaw, Washtenaw's head softball coach, co-hosting today. He's done a fine job. I'm trying to trying to cover up for Jake. Trying to trying to hold hold the team over here. And on the uh, Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline is Paul Grayer. So basically, we've got two championship coaches on at the same time. Pretty cool stuff. So all right, now I'm ready to really grill you guys. We'll see who wants to step up to the plate first. We talk to Saul Graves, Dr. Saul Graves, and Dr. Jeff Counts all the time, and we talk about specializing and, of course, how sometimes that does lead to more injuries and, and shoulder and elbow issues. How do you guys ensure that your athletes or your players, your pitchers, aren't getting overworked if they're specializing just in baseball or softball? Crickets, who, Coach. Who wants to take it? All right. <laughs> well, I, I'd tell you that the – I kind of have some feelings about the whole the specialization and the arm care and stuff. And, and, and the, the, the biggest problem that we have with, with travel ball or, or uh, summer ball is that kids are being asked to do stuff that they're not being trained for. And uh, that's where all the arm issues and stuff like that come in. And the way we combat that is we make sure that, that what we do with them uh, in the fall or preseason matches what we're going to ask them to do. Um, and it's a lot deeper subject, but you know, I think the, the problem comes in when, I can tell you, the root of the problem with, with travel ball today is the fact that they don't practice and train. All they want to do is play games. And uh, I think that, that pitchers, particularly, there's a lot of pitchers that all they're doing is pitching games. They're not, pit, they're not throwing bullpens and training and doing the type things to, 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 to have arm care and, and injury prevention or they're throwing a 15-pitch bullpen and then asking them to throw 100 pitches in a game, and, and the training doesn't match. And, and that's something I've kind of always said is that, that your, your training is going to match what you're, you're asked to do. And I think that the fact that we're not getting that is, is where a lot of the injuries are coming on. And, of course, you know, back when, when, when Tim and I were kids, you know, we played, what, 15, 25 games in the summer, and then we played – uh, you know, played in, in the high school season. These kids are playing a lot more games now. I agree with you. I, and I, see, I, I say the off season is, is important in that regard. Uh, you know, our, our, our weights and conditioning, and then, like you said, the, the preparation, the build up to get to that point. Uh, I talked to a kid this, this week that played, start, is playing travel ball, and she travels uh, uh, pretty heavy. And, and, they, and she had a little arm uh, soreness after this weekend, you know, and so I basically talked to her about the three weeks that we'd had off that they didn't prep, they didn't practice, they didn't spend a lot of time. They had a little two-day practice right before that, and, and that's just not preparing your arm to, to go. That's just that, that's, that's leading yourself to get to be in that situation. But I agree with you totally. You've got to prepare them, uh, you know, 365 days a year. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have breaks. You don't throw every day. You don't throw every week. But you, you do have time off. But you do have to, if you're going to go through a season in the summer, and now that nowadays it is a season, like Coach said, we used to play our little summer leagues, and, and it was it was okay. But these kids are playing, you know, three or four nights a week almost, you know, in terms of the weekend. And so 
you have to prepare for that leading up to that if you're gonna if you're gonna be ready and take care of yourself. So literally, you guys got to monitor what they're doing during the, the summer, and then also have some faith into the coaches that you're putting uh, putting letting them participate in. And then third of all, I guess you need to teach your athletes how to say no at, cer- at certain points during the summer to their summer coaches. I think to that a degree. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't know about. I know the kids that are the, the teams that are coaching our kids or the way we run our, our summer here is we do it a little bit different than others. We don't we don't do a team summer program. You know, we we have kids that go out and play in the different showcase uh leagues, but I, I have them tell me who they're playing for. And you know, we teach them here here's the arm care program that's best for you and we ask them to carry that program with them because when they go to these different showcase teams they don't not all of them have some kind of arm care program or preparation <clears throat> they just kind of do their own thing to get ready well you know kids I mean if, if you don't make a kid do something a lot of times they're going to take the easiest road so we try to teach them the importance of it so that when they are off and away from us that they'll do what's right to, to prepare themselves and, and we we hadn't had any problems with it and um i mean th- th- there's the this this whole issue is is very multifaceted, you know, with the whole pitch count and all that type stuff. And even even the summer leagues now and 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 different organizations, they've even started to develop uh, like pitch count rules and stuff like that. So for the summertime, that's that's what's been I guess a positive for us with baseball is that that uh, they're not allowed to abuse the arms. Uh, the thing that we kind of are a little bit leery of is are they preparing them to throw whatever the, the, the pitch count that they're throwing is. Softball is a little different in terms of pitcher-wise, even though there has been a little bit of a turn to where they're taking care of pitchers in terms of throwing. You see these pitchers throwing back-to-back days and those cases because of the of the, the different motions and those things. But there still is an arm care situation, and there is a fatigue that, that comes into play that you have to, like Coach said, the bullpen sessions, you, you need to bullpen. I say all the time, and, and Coach said it earlier, is every – I, I, we're going to prepare you way better than the game is going to than the, the game is going to, to ask you to do. You know, you're going to be prepared. You're going to you're going to do more in in our workouts and our preparation up to it than the game's ever going to ask you to do. And so you will be easily ready for the game. And I think also too the warm up. Uh, these kids are these travel balls and and the, and the summer leagues and those kind of things. They get there 15, 20 minutes before game time. They walk out there. They put their cleats on and they they throw two or three balls around. and They're ready to go. And that's just not how you do it. And again, it's education. You got to educate these kids on on where they're going to be and and uh, and how they got to take care of their bodies and and make sure they're warmed up and they're and they're ready to to start that game. All right, coaches. Uh, there's a lot of listeners out there and parents that want to know about their youngsters playing in, in travel ball, and they're told they need to play in these travel balls because of you know to get the reps and to face the competition that they need to, then to eventually play at the high school ranks. What advice do you give the parents out there? on how to handle it and how necessary it is to play in these leagues? Well, my advice is real simple in terms of, uh, of travel ball is if you're on a team where they're not practicing and not training in between the games, pick your stuff up and run as fast as you can because that's not the place you need to be. You need to, they need to be if they're going to be involved in any kind of a, a travel team. It needs to be a team that a team that's developing and training and practicing kids to prepare them. You know, 
for the games. That's, that's the biggest problem we have with the youth side of it is that, that everything's so game-centered. And uh, that's why a lot of we, – we see like in the MLB right now, there's half, half the players are foreign. And people want to know why that is because the foreign people are understanding the practicing and training. The people in America, we're, we're missing the boat on the, the whole uh, practice and preparation and training. And we've kind of gone, gone towards a model of, you know, hey, let's play a game. And, and, and even further than that, you know, hey, let's play a game. If we win, that's okay. We got another one. If we lose that one, that's okay. We'll, we'll go, you know, we'll go to the, uh, the, 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 the park, amusement park, and then we'll come back, play again. And I just think it's, it's a, a little bit of a, a problem with the, the youth sports. Kind of the whole, hey, as long as everybody has fun, it's okay, has, has, has overtaken us the whole participation trophy uh, era. I, th- I think the teams, you, you're talking about those teams, you're talking about the practice, and that's one of the things I get uh, angry about in terms of some of these travel policies and some of the elite travel teams that they just recruit, they're basically recruiting good players, you know, or trying to recruit good players and they're not trying to develop them further, you know. I do think there's an advantage for playing travel ball at the elite level in terms of seeing great pitching and, and the competition they see on a regular basis because it does make them better. In that regard, but but if they're not practicing, if they're not spending a couple of days a week working out now during the summer for us, Washtenaw wise, we play a, we play a little bit of a summer schedule. I know baseball plays a lot more games than than uh, than we do, but we do play a summer schedule. But ours summertime is because they play on the weekends. Our week practice stuff is a lot more drills and fundamentals and really and really trying to get these kids better. And you're right, the the, the foreigners that come in. They they don't play a lot of games. They're out there doing drills. You see you see video footage of them all the time, really working on their skills and getting their skills better, developing different arm slots, developing you know different parts of their game that maybe be wrong. And you can't do that playing a game. You, you you get better playing a game in terms of seeing better pitching and those things, but you can't get better in some of the skill sets because you can't do something you have never been practiced or asked to do or or developed. You know in terms of throwing on the run and, and making those throws on a regular basis. That that didn't just come just naturally. Uh, or it does for some people a little bit better than others, but it's developed. Those kids work on those things, and, and kids that, that we see do things in a special way have developed that by practicing it. And, and again, I agree, Coach, totally. Practice needs to be more important, uh, especially in the in the summer leagues. Uh, very good discussion. Let's end it with this. So if you two had to uh, exchange roles, and, of course, you're on the softball diamond, Coach Guerrero, and then Coach Whitman has to do baseball, First with you, uh, Paul, could you handle the chance and could you coach the girls? I, I think I could handle – I think I could coach the girls to a degree. And to, I mean, I had a daughter that came up through travel ball and all that stuff, so I've seen a lot of it. Uh, I think the, the, the biggest issue, I, I guess, would be handling girls in a competitive situation. Yeah. Um, that's that's something I'd have to try to get used to, but I think I, I think and, and there's been there's been a lot of baseball guys that have gone to softball and softball have gone to baseball and they've had success. I mean, you look at Matt Lyle that's at South Carolina that's a baseball guy and he's taken his hitting approach to South Carolina and those guys led the SEC in almost every category. Uh, and and you know, I know Phil Kiefenheim who was a baseball guy. He went to West Monroe years ago. He'd win the state championship in softball. Uh, but but I think I think the game got, coaches could get used to it, but it's handling the the like for me handling the girls in a competitive situation would probably be the toughest thing to get used to. 
and you wouldn't lead the chance, and, and Tim doesn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I agree with you. The, the swings, the, the baseball, we talk about baseball and softball swings are so much different. The only difference is the, I say the pre-motion a little bit. Baseball can get away with a little bit more pre-motion because they sitting there waiting for their pitcher to wind up. But when that, that, when that toe touches the ground in the front, you know, it's pretty much the same swing. And, and um, you know, and, and they talk about different launch angles. I, I'm, I'm at the same launch angle a baseball is, and I want to hit it on a line drive and, and, and hit the ball hard and, and not on the ground. And, and uh, so, you know, I, I think all those things are different. I think my thing with, with baseball would be problems is dealing with pitchers. You know, I'm used to that one or two pitchers yeah. and riding her out, and she's struggling. I may bring in the second one. You know, they've got to make too many pitching decisions. I'd have to uh, – that'd be my biggest struggle is, is making all those pitching decisions on a regular basis. And, and Tim, I, I mean, you literally tr- – you coach the girls like the boys. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no – you know, I, I, I had a few assistant uh, – women assistants uh, back in the day that really helped me in that regard. I, You know, I, at one time maybe would have been a little soft on them, and, and they were like, Coach, you coach them harder, you know. The only difference between guys and girls, and, and, and psychologists tell you this all the time, a guy will, you know, you can tell a guy, we want you to win it. We want you individual to win this game for us. And they'll poke their chest out and say, hey, that's what we're going to do. A girl doesn't want to do that. She wants to be part of that team. So you want to say the team group or whatever. And they'll run for a wall for you, but they don't want to be isolated. And that's just that's psychology. I mean, that psychology, they, they've talked about it a thousand times. But So there are some differences in those guys. And also, too, a guy, he breaks up a girlfriend. He walks through the gate. He don't care. He's playing baseball. <laughs> Girl does bring that out there. So you have to deal with that a little bit. Oh yeah, hey, I've had some guys where it's 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 uh, it's the best. <laughs> hey, Paul, have a great summer, man. We'll have you on again here in a couple of weeks. I appreciate the time, man. Some really good stuff. All right, appreciate you guys. Thanks, yeah. coach. Good All stuff. Right. Great discussion. If you got a comment or a question from that, hit us up at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash Text Line. All right, we're going to talk a little World Cup, or we're going to attempt to coming up after the break. We're going to bring in an expert, though, to break it down for us. And then, of course, Nick White will join us at 8.30 for his weekly visit. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Hi, I'm Jason Greer of Greer Tank and Welding in Fairbanks, Alaska. We get some pretty tough conditions here like wind, snow, and extreme cold, which is probably why the Post-it Notes folks came and gave us a bunch of their new Post-it Extreme Notes to test out and they didn't disappoint. I've stuck them on all sorts of rough surfaces, like brick, wood, and concrete. And I have to say, these things really help me communicate with my team on the job. Post-it Extreme Notes, water-resistant with durable paper and adhesive. They're tailored for tough. Time changes everything. For me, becoming a single parent of two young kids changed my ability to use my timeshare. And when my annual maintenance fees nearly tripled over a three-year period, 
I had to get out. I'm Brandon Reed, founder of Timeshare Exit Team. We will legally get you out of your timeshare you can't use or afford. Schedule your free consultation. If we can't get you out, we will give you a full refund. Call 800-996-9493. That's 800-996-9493 or 321exit.com. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Aaron and uh, head coach from Washita Softball, Tim Whitman, joining you here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. The World Cup, the first weekend, is in the books. Uh, a couple of surprises, and it was certainly exciting. And obviously, Tim and I don't know much about the World Cup, correct? <laughs> no, just hearing the highlights. Yes. So uh, we bring in an expert, Washita head soccer coach Nick Artigue joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Coach, how you doing this morning, bud? Doing well. How are you guys? Good. Uh, how exciting is this time of the year for you as a fan? Man, it's great. I'm a huge soccer fan. I've been playing all my life. And it actually only comes around every four years, sort of like the Olympics. So I'm like a kid in a candy shop right now, being a teacher's great because I got my mornings off during the summer, and I've been watching. I've watched every game live. It's been wonderful. Ratings? Ratings have been good in the United States, but the fact, of course, the United States did not qualify a team. Mm-hmm. What did that do for this World Cup in this country? Um, obviously, I think, you know, if we had a team in it, the ratings would be even higher. Uh, but the fact that, you know, people are still watching it, even though we don't have a team in, shows kind of that growth of soccer in our country. Um, and it has steadily been growing for the past 10 years. So, you know, it's a bummer we didn't make it. It's a pretty intense qualifying process. Only 32 teams make it out of the whole, you know, whatever many countries there are in the world. So it's been different watching it as a neutral. Don't really have anybody to root for. Um, but it's been enjoyable at the same time. Coach, speaking of that, um, I saw yesterday where, where we, of course, where Mexico upset uh, Germany there, whatever, big upset. Mm-hmm. But there was, some, there was some controversy for one of the greatest uh, U.S. soccer players ever, to go online and, and uh, cheer for Mexico and tweet some things or whatever. And some people are saying that was like almost like terrible. I mean, coming from a soccer guy, is, I mean, that's a lot like me, me cheering for, a, for a, a, you know, Ole Miss fan cheering for Mississippi State or, or those kind of things. Is that, is that sort of exactly. should be I mean, done or is that okay? So, so across the world traditionally, soccer has some of the most intense rivalries of all time since that history and culture is there. And for the United States, Mexico is our most, you know, intense rival by far. Um, so from my point of view, it's kind of like me as an LSU fan. Like I don't root for Alabama when they make it to the national championship game. Our games with Mexico are always intense. They, they sometimes dirty, uh, people get thrown out often. And so, you know, the, that, that particular commentator, Landon Donovan and a couple other guys have been really pushing, um, you know, us Americans to root for Mexico. And I don't really like that. Uh, personally, so yeah, like you said, it's a pretty intense rivalry, and I don't, you know, he's been catching some flack online, and I can see why. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Uh, Nick, huge news, of course, uh, last week uh, the fact that the United States, Canada, Mexico, they're a joint, joint effort to, of course, land the World Cup, and they do for 2026. Ultimately, what mm-hmm. does this mean for the sport in the States? Man, it's huge. I know it seems like a long ways away, but that's something we'll be able to build towards. Um, it's exciting also on a, a team level for us because we've got a lot of young talent right now. The future actually looks pretty bright for us, so that World Cup could be a target where we could compete for um, maybe the whole thing uh, if we continue to progress it the way we are. 
our young team, I mean, you know, teenagers, 20, 21 year olds competed against France, which is one of the favorites for the World Cup in a, um, in a scrimmage leading up to it, which France was using as a tune up game. And, and we tied them one to one with that young squad. So, you know, interest is going to grow leading into that. It'll be great for, for all the soccer teams and all the different cities that the World Cup's going to go to. Um, I'm certainly excited to go watch some games and it'll really expose America to, uh, to, to soccer, which we haven't seen in the States since the World Cup was in Atlanta, I believe, or, you know, in the States a while back in the 1990s. Have you been to a World Cup game, and is that at the top of your bucket list? I have not, and I can't wait, because when it comes to, to passion, you know, a lot of these countries put everything into their soccer teams. I mean, for, for most countries, the you know, the World Cup is bigger than the Olympics, because um, if you win, you're a hero, you know, for the rest of your life in your country. And, I, you know, I made an observation the other day. You can hear... The, the entire game, there might be four, only 40,000 people in the stands in these soccer tur- you know, stadiums. You can hear them the whole time yelling, singing, chanting over the TV, more so than you can sometimes for 100,000 people at a college football game. So, yeah, I can't wait to experience that passion and, and just that, that level of excitement um, you know, over a, a collective force. On the flip side, that passion can turn south if you lose a game like Germany did. How big of a shocker was this, the one to nil game versus Mexico? It was a huge, a huge shocker, and it was a kind of a historic upset too. Germany hadn't lost um, an opening game in a long time, and they've been kind of dominant for the last four years on the the international scene. And Mexico played really well; they had a great game plan and they executed it perfectly. And Germany honestly didn't play their best game, so uh, it's kind of kind of the the ceiling for Mexico. Fortunately, I think Germany is going to be okay, and their their culture is kind of stable. Um, there's some other countries where if you do poorly in the World Cup, you might not be able to go home, you know. So there can be an ugly side and a political side of it as well. Mm. So who's your who after watching the little bit of pool play that you've watched? Uh, who who's your who's your favorite? Who you who you think's got the chance to to pull it out and and win the whole thing? Well, you know, the favorites going into it were Brazil and and Spain um, and France. In Germany, uh, but after the pool play, it's kind of shown a lot of parity. Um, there's been some updates, some upsets, and some close games that people weren't really expecting. So, man, it's kind of wide open for for about eight teams right now. I think after watching, I think that I think Spain's going to do well, and I think Germany's going to rebound and do pretty well um, in the end. I think they're going to fix some of their problems and, and be a force. All right, how do you capitalize on the number of eyeballs watching the World Cup this year, perhaps uh, locally, and do you have any uh, summer camps coming up where you can uh, teach some of the youngsters some of the fundamentals of the game? Yeah, so I encourage all of my players and any young young people that I come into contact with to watch soccer, and there's no better time than the World Cup because it's, you know, it's so available. There's so many games, um, and, and so – you know, we I have some personal training that I do, and so I have those kids watch it, and we talk about some of the matches and, and some things that they, they learned and stuff like that. Uh, and also, we you know, we run a high school summer league out here um, at Nelsa, which is our local soccer club, uh, where they've got teams for everybody from 3 years old to 18 years old, um, as well as an adult league. So, yeah, it's definitely – you always see a spike in, in attendance and membership um, during World Cup years. Coach, what is uh, what, what's your summer um, in development of your kids? I know you've turned the program at Washtenaw around, and 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 they're definitely a force, mm-hmm. you know, now in the in the area and in the state. But uh, what what do you think the biggest um, the thing that you've done the 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 best in terms of 
being able to develop and turn that around. What, what, what's the, the biggest thing for you in terms of, uh, I know the mindset, but in terms of your, your mm-hmm. off-season preparation, those kind of things, you know, what, what's well, a the, things. some of the keys for you? Um, yeah, one thing is just giving the kids the best opportunity they can to develop. You know, if we, so we do summer practices three nights a week. We have games uh, one night a week. So that's four times a week. I know they're playing soccer. They're getting better. And then you also encourage them to play on their own and things like that. So, one, giving, giving kids the opportunity to play. And I find that kids fall in love with the sport really fast if you give them that opportunity. Um, and once that love is there, they, they improve on their own. And then, two, the success at Washita is kind of different from, from when I lived in South Louisiana because I have far less kids who grew up playing soccer, but I've got a lot more athletes. So it's kind of figuring out how to turn those athletes into soccer players and get the most out of them on the field. And I think we've been pretty successful with that because those kids are willing to work hard and learn and improve. Yeah, good stuff. We appreciate the time, bud. Enjoy the World Cup. Yeah, I, oh, I am. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Coach. Yes. Nick Artiga, Washington's uh, soccer coach. So you're not in yet. No, no, you got to be. Well, now that he's given me some some insight on it, and I know who to cheer for. Or maybe you know I can't cheer for Mexico because that's you know that, that'd be, I'd get, be people getting on me. So uh, I've got some teams now. I'm, I'm excited. I'm thinking about turning on this week. I got three games today. So there you go. Maybe I'll get one of them. Okay. Even my busy schedule. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Hit us up on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash Text Line. Coming up next. We visit with Nick White. I'm sure we'll talk a little Cowboys with these two Dallas fans. That's coming up after the break. I should show a little bit more excitement, should I? We'll talk some Cowboys coming up after the break. There you go. How about those boys? If your job situation is changing because of layoffs or restructuring, make sure your retirement stays on track. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Mike Barris. Stop by our office at 1507 Lamy Lane for a face-to-face appointment. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. In the South, June means lawn work is only half done. There's still a lot of grass cutting to do. So through the end of June, you can save 10% on all residential-grade zero-turn Cub Cadet mowers from Yard Power. YP has a huge inventory of mowers to choose from because Yard Power is your Cub Cadet superstore. 
All Cub Cadet Zero Turn Mowers, 10% off through June 30th at Yard Power. Highway 165 North in Monroe and on Waltrip Lane just off Noondack Edition, West Monroe. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. Coach Whitman hanging out with us today in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Do you feel dirty hanging out with media this long? Well, it is sort of sort of making me a little shaky, shaky a little bit. Especially got media coming on now. Do you well. appreciate this job a little bit more than you did? Yes, I, I do have an appreciation for you. Every time I come on this show, I do have a, a better appreciation for what y'all do. That's just because of the hours. Exactly. The early morning hours having to do this. Uh, Nick White, the voice of the Warhawks, joins us on the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line. Good morning, Nicholas. How you doing? Uh, good morning, Aaron. Good, good to visit with you again uh, after a, a good vacation to Jamaica. Uh, I know you uh, ended up having a good time and uh, to- told you you wouldn't regret going down there. I know you ended up having a blast. Yes, it certainly was. Hey, how would you critique uh, Whitman and his performance so far today if you've heard any of it, Nick? Well, first off, he's he's a fellow Dallas Cowboys fan. Yes. So, uh, you know, the, the more the more the more uh, voices for America's team that you can get that we can get here on Sports Talk 97.7 the better. So, I give him an A+. Plus. I mean, I, I think he's been just fantastic. Exactly. Uh, it's been tremendous. His knowledge, uh, you know, he's he's brought the thunder this morning. Uh, heard the the travel ball conversation with with he and and Paul Guerrero, uh, of course, Paul, you know, longtime friend as well, and great coach. And uh, I think I think Tim has, has done a, a fabulous job this morning. All right, there is a connection between Nick White and Tim Whitman, and it goes by the name of DJ Dave. He texts in, says he texts Nick White and got his thoughts before he got his first PA gig for Coach Whitman. The bridge between Nick White and Tim Whitman is DJ Dave. You're responsible. That's kind of scary. You're responsible for that. That's kind of scary. <laughs> of course, PA, PA is different than, than play by play, and I've told everybody that. And uh, you know, PA is uh, you know a very simple thing. Uh, you just give you know, depending on the sport, but just you know, who's at bat, and, and that's it. You know, turn the mic off, and you know, football. Who, who ran the football, who made the tackle down in distance, shut the mic off. You're not doing play-by-play over the microphone. But, uh, but music Sometimes in high school, well, it depends on where you go. Yeah, you can, you can have that. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was in, in some of the things that happened in high school football and, and uh, you know, perusing through Twitter last week. And, I, you know, and I've witnessed it firsthand, not in a playoff game, but um, – I guess the Sterlington Manny fireworks show got yeah. circulated back around there, and I'm just sitting here saying, you know, wow, it's, it's almost borderline excessive, you know, and, and I've seen it for a regular season game, and, and I thought it was a little excessive, but, you know, it's their thing and whatever, but um, you know, certainly some, some PA guys uh, need, need to understand uh, their roles a little bit better and, and understand what, what the job actually entails. But, but uh, as I understand, uh, I think DJ Dave is, uh, it took, took the advice and, uh, and handled it quite well. DJ Dave has turned a simple uh, gig into a complicated gig, though, you know, sometimes. Oh, 
are we, we about to are we about to have a Dr. Phil moment here? Do we need to? No, do we need no. to DJ Dave is great. I just he just he, he he tends to turn that simplified thing into a complicated thing. Sometimes he 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 enjoys his his job. All right, All right uh, women, you ready to hear uh, me poke a pleasantly plump bear? And you ready for me to get Nick White a little fired up? Let me hear it. But I got to defend my cowboy fan now. I got to be careful. He, you know, he has given me an A plus, but I will go ahead and let you try anyway. All right, Nick. So a few weeks ago, I heard the rumblings and I heard a rumor and I saw somebody throw it out there in terms of the New Orleans Saints and, of course, the play-by-play game. And they mentioned the perfect candidate would be Zach Streif. And I looked at that and I, I couldn't stop giggling. I said, this guy doesn't have a clue what it takes to be a play-by-play guy at a high school level, let alone an NFL team. So now I continue to hear, this isn't a rumor anymore. He is a finalist, and it may land this gig as the play-by-play announcer replacing a legend like Jim Henderson. I'm getting a little fired up. Zach Streep is a tremendous interview and a tremendous individual. He would uh, run circles around Deuce McAllister in the color role. But can you imagine if the Saints put Zach Streep at play-by-play right out of the box? Yeah, and, and let me... Let, let me go on and, and get one thing because um, I talked with somebody about this the other day, and they said, "Well, you, you probably feel that way because you're not getting a job." I, I didn't apply for the job. I was, you know, so this has nothing to do with that. But I do know some people that uh, some some broadcasters that have uh, that did apply for the job. Quite a few of them, and I, I know uh, at least one of them who interviewed for the job and, and is a finalist for it and I can't I can't divulge any any more than that. And um I, I don't know I, I don't know if Zach Street, you know, he, he may get in there and blow it out of the water, but it, I, I I can't go and go and, and, and put me out there and play play left guard at the National Football League, you know, this year without any experience doing it. Right? If it was color, it would be one thing. Yes. But this is play-by-play. And to me, I think it is, it, no matter, once again, he may he may go in there and, and blow this thing out of the water. But I think it's an absolute slap in the face to our profession to sit here and just say that, well, anybody can go and do this. And I would imagine... I've, I've, I've heard some of the rumors that say that well he's been in there practicing you know every day. Well, watching it on a on a TV screen versus doing it live is not the same. Um, and you know the the preparation for an actual you know game that's going on with with things happening live in the moment with injuries and substitutions and all these things. You know you're practicing with games that have already happened that you already know the outcome. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to stay calm with it, but but I think for those those who do this job, yes. if, if this happens, you talk about an absolute slap in the face to the people who have put their heart and soul and sacrifice so much for these rare opportunities to get these kind of jobs. Um, it really, really, really um, is a slap in the face to the profession that, that I love and to the job that I love. And 
anybody who's ever done it, Aaron, you've done it. Um, anybody who's ever done it, anybody who's ever, well, Tim, you can sit here and, and understand just doing a, a sports radio show. I'm, I remember I did it for, for you know, just about 14 years, and, and man, almost on a weekly basis, man, I, I can go in there, I, I can do this. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, there, there's people that have gotten in there and tried it, and you got to have some knowledge. you got to understand. you got to know the preparation, but also uh, you've got to be able to articulate your words whatever you're doing play-by-play. Play. you got to be able to get in and out, and um, you've got to know your stuff, and it, you just – they're live reads. They're, you know – my goodness, there's so many different things that go in there. And I'm not saying he's not a sharp guy. He is. He went to Northwestern, for goodness sakes. But um, we're talking about a professional play-by-play job here. Professional football, NFL, highest level out there. Um, if this is true, and, and especially knowing, <clears throat> knowing you know, one of the individuals, um, full disclosure, is a very good friend of mine, but who, who, who interviewed for the job, uh, a week and a half ago, but but others that I've heard that are in the running, and, and he gets the job over these qualified, highly qualified broadcasters. Um, it's really a disgrace. It really is. It's a response I expect. Color color an, color analysts, phenomenal. No 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 qualms about it whatsoever. Yeah. No problems with it. But I mean. ESPN's not putting Jason Witten in the play-by-play spot this no, they're year, not. guys. They're not putting Tony Romo in there either. They didn't put Tony did. Romo in there to replace Jim Nance. Yeah. Okay? They put him in there to replace Bill Sims. It's a huge difference there. And it, for those happens, who I sit think... here, it, it, and for, for the Saints fans who would sit here and say, this is going to be, hey, there's no difference. You, you have no idea and no clue what this job entails. No, we are thinking about putting Tim Whitman on the desk tonight at KNOE. I want to take another day. Well, that's what I was just saying. I it, think it, that after it, this, this it, morning, there's no you, difference in it. Prep, I can re, I can be I can be there tonight for you. <laughs> there, but there's no difference in. I mean, you're, we're talking about you're putting you're putting a guy at one of the highest level broadcasting jobs out there. What's the difference in sticking sticking any of us out there at? I mean, Tim. Uh, let's just go on the high school level. You're not gonna, you're not gonna put a freshman out there who's not hadn't practiced one, you know, one lick or gotten anything. You know, you hardly even saw. You're not gonna put him out there and, and just pitch. say, all right, you know, you're, you're gonna be a starting pitcher from from day one. You know, you, you, you've got to build up to that process. I mean, this is just it's yeah, a starting pitcher. It really is. Th- Throw the state championship game too, yeah, because that's the yeah, level of the yeah. Well, uh, it, Chad, it, the, the, Chad, the Saints a little bit. Maybe nobody's listening to the Saints. <laughs> maybe that's the maybe that's the thing. Uh, all right, maybe, that's, the month, that's the other thing though. This, this is a month. This is and and the Saints. A little bit insight on this this situation. You know, the, the Saints will have some input on this, but this is really WWL's call on this, and um, you know. It, if they feel like that, and this is their moneymaker, and if they this is a gamble they want to go with, uh, you know, so be it. But if I was if I was in those shoes making those decisions, uh, I, I would probably maybe shift him into a, a color analyst role, put Deuce out there doing you know pre and since Deke Bellavia is not there anymore, team team him up with Bobby Abear and maybe do some some pre-halftime post-game stuff on site. 
um, you know, that that's where you can make some money and sell this thing. And then, you know, you just look involved in the organizations that are linked together. Let's just talk about two guys that are right there, Joel Myers and Sean Kelly, just right there that are linked in with the Pelicans. Those two guys right there, to me, would be slam dunk choices. And, and I don't have any knowledge if they've even been considered interviewed or anything. But um, well, it's just it's just crazy to me. It's just really, really crazy. I told you I was going to poke the bear. All right, guys, got a couple of minutes. Uh, the top one or two storylines from the Dallas Cowboys that you guys are tracking this summer. Whitman, what are you fascinated well, by? Well, you got David Irvin, defense tackle, you know, uh, early phenomenon, going to be sitting out for four weeks. That's going to be a little bit of issue. But we did trade for the guy from, we. from Oakland. Yeah, we. I mean, I talked to I talk to Jones at least once a week, you know, try to get these things straightened out. But, uh, we uh, we traded for uh, on his flip phone. A, on, on his yeah. flip phone, he got called yeah, on his flip, flip phone. Yeah, we, we get his flip phone. He texts me on his flip phone, and uh, so uh, that that's gonna be something we gotta gotta overcome a little bit. Of course, you got Spencer running back, but we brought in a couple of guys, so uh, we'll have to we'll have to overcome the first three or four weeks. But looking to be a pretty good solid group to the end if we can get in the playoffs. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. I mean, it's all on Dak now. I mean, I saw a stat the other day that, you know, the the amount of money that they've, they've got at the wide receiver position right now is the, by far the lowest of, of any team in the NFL right now. And I, I guess you're going with Hearns as, as your number one for the time being. Now, now a lot of things can happen. You know, uh, training camp comes around, maybe you make a move. And, and look, this is Dallas. Who's to say they don't bring Des Bryant back at some point in time? Maybe he does end up taking that pay cut or whatever. But, but um, you know, you're putting it on Dak because right now I would imagine every defense, and, and let's not kid ourselves, that every team in the NFL right now is preparing for every team on their schedule. And, you know, those teams that have Dallas in there, you know, whenever they start kind of doing their skeleton, you know, defensive game plan right now, uh, they're sitting here saying, all right, you <laughs> know, we're stacking it on Zeke, and, and we're going to make Dak Prescott beat us. So um, we'll see. You know, they, they've given him the keys to the kingdom, and uh, we'll find out if, if he can he can do it. I believe he can. I've, I've always believed in Dak, you know, just all the way from back in high school, what he was able to do and, you know, some of the things he did at Mississippi State. And, um, you know, he's going to have a, a, a world of pressure on his shoulders, but uh, – uh, the Cowboys feel confident that he can do it, and uh, we're, we're going to find out. Uh, if not, it'll be time to, to really you know blow that whole thing up this year, uh, especially whenever you look inside that division uh, with Philly and, and what they're bringing back. Nick, as always, we appreciate the time, bud. All right, guys. Tim, continue uh, continued success on the diamond. It's a great sport. I wish Aaron would get on board with it a little bit more, but exactly. you know he's a hater. Um, you know, but uh, keep keep doing what you're doing, doing a fabulous job. And uh, you know, if, if the softball thing doesn't work out, once again, a plus on the radio. Keep up the good work and go Cowboys. Appreciate you, Nick. Thanks, buddy. Are you a Jersey guy, women? You got a Dallas Cowboys jersey? Uh, no, I don't wear them on game day. I don't have a jersey I wear on game day. The only one I have is that Ed Tutal Jones that signed. That's on my in my uh, on my cabinet is that and that was on. a lo- and those are back when the jerseys were big so yeah yeah I could wear, yeah that that one's way too it'd be a dress on me yeah <laughs> 888-993-7762 we got a tough couple of tough questions for Whitman coming up after the break whatever car you're looking for 
Whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road car king. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklings. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Before we get to our parting shots, uh, Chuck joins us on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. Chuck, what's on your mind today, bud? Yeah, good morning, you two. And uh, and uh, one thing I'll start off. Uh, I heard the you know the opening song on your show. I heard it on W. Kamal Bell's uh, United Shades of America. And I heard that heard that that played on the Aaron Dietrich show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I heard that last night uh, about Mobile, Alabama. And then uh, and Coach Whitman, uh, congratulate you. On, I want to congratulate you on your uh, state championship. And by the way, while you're talking softball, uh, there's a, a friend of mine over in Shreveport. Area. She's from Shreveport. Uh, she's a National Softball Hall of Fame. Her name is Shirley Simmons Snell. She's a uh, 1977 graduate of uh, Huntington High School, and she still wow. plays softball uh, on the professionally. And she goes on the road and plays. Uh, and she's been doing it for over 30 years. Wow. Appreciate you. Okay. Chuck, yeah. appreciate the call. Th- thanks for listening, bud. Okay. Thank you all. That does lead us to our party shots come after me i'm a man i'm 40 i'd love to see some of you do a little bit of research and i think i'll be able to find six pallbearers there is no such thing as a flop it takes a field for our football team and really do my heart good the morning drive takes its parting shots all right whitman i i got a couple questions i'm gonna try to rattle you i don't think i can rattle you or poke you as much as uh, nick white but uh are you ready? I'm ready. All right, this is an exciting time for you. I mean, this is a big day. You get to, of course, co-host this show, and then you're recognized later today by the school board. Then you have your banquet later today. Uh, your daughter will be competing in the Miss Louisiana competition later this week. 
All right, so let's start with this. You guys win a state championship this year. It was a huge milestone for you and your program. Now we continue to look at Max Preps. They still have you ranked uh, number one overall in the nation. Now you can say all you want to about it, but if you get to hang up a mythical national championship banner out there, that would be pretty darn cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, you know, as as the as the ending comes for that, I, if it would be there, you put it up there, it would be something sort of to look back at when you think about all these memories you have. It'd be great. All right, so how do you campaign for this? Who do we get a hold of to try to ensure that the Washita Lady Lions are national champions? Well, the problem with that poll is, and that's the reason I like it more than I like because they have two. They have one that's the coaches poll where they pick coaches pick uh-huh. and they have one that's based on rankings and rpis or i say rpi whatever they use as their rankings but they're the difficulty and schedule and that poll that we're ranked number one in is the one that's computerized it's basically just you know it's like the ob uh, the, the 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 poll the ncaa poll yeah. but it, it's it's computerized so you can't really you can't talk to anybody you can't politic you you just basically do it based on records and and teams and so that's that was be that's why i like it better all right than the so other. make your case and why the computers like you guys because of that strength of schedule obviously well we did go all over the place went to houston and played some great teams down there in houston from the texas area and they have great softball and of course we've played everybody in the state uh a lot of the state champions in there the classes we played and we and we and we beat so uh that that's why that those rankings are, are based on those things and the teams that we've played all the way through we play a tough schedule every year but this year ended up being even tougher than I thought it was when we first scheduled it in terms of the teams that actually went on and won the state championship in their in their respective classes. Do the girls talk about the fact that there is an opportunity still out there? No. You know, I, I don't know if they even know. They, they don't pay attention to much. Max Preps, we look at it every once in a while in the season, but probably doesn't look at it too much. I, I'll, I'll tell them once it happens and once they fin- finalize the, the final date of it, whenever it is, um, I'll tell them. But, they haven't really looked at it. They've been enjoying their state championship pretty much. And I, and I still say that probably my state championship would be uh, above even being that little mythical oh. national championship just because of we know the hard work is on the field and what we did on the field. How choked up will you get tonight at the banquet when you see some of those seniors once again and maybe you won't see them for a, a couple months or perhaps a year after tonight? I've been working on the highlight video for the last three or four days, staying up late at night uh, after the kids go to bed and, and working on it and getting it together. And there's been a few teary moments just in the, in the, in the highlight video. So the girls know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pushover sometimes in that regard. Uh, these four, these four are very special. They're, they're a great group. Uh, they've had a great successful year, uh, and they've had great four years of success. And so, uh, and great kids on top of that. And so it will be, I'm sure there'll be a few tears shed at, at different times from uh, different uh, different folks, especially me. Well, there could be some tears certainly flowing later this week, with this being a day after Father's Day, and of course with your daughter competing in Miss Louisiana later this week. Can you imagine what this experience will be like for you later this week? You know, um, it, it's like I said with the state championship. It's uh, one of those things where um, you've lived a lot of these things. You're excited about them. But but to see your kids achieve these things and to see your kids do something that they really, really want and recognize, it's like a state championship. I was more excited for the kids than I am for me. Uh, Same thing with Monica. When Monica's out there uh, this week, uh, this will be something that she will enjoy. She loves doing. This is her Super Bowl. For crying out loud, where'd she get her looks and her talent from? Uh, I don't know. I guess her mother was, was – get all that through there because she didn't get it from her daddy for sure. But uh, she, uh, she she's having a great time starting this week, and, and it's a great organization, Miss Louisiana. 
does a great job in terms of taking care of these kids and promoting and, and also in the community. They'll be doing a lot of community events this whole week, and I'm excited for her. I, I'm not much on sitting through all these pageants, but because Monica's there, I will be, uh, you know, have a little pride in, in watching her. Can you be now one of those parents, like one of those probably sitting outside in the stands at a softball game and then can be like in the stands or uh, at the Miss Louisiana and be like, whoa, no, my daughter's much better than her. <laughs> well, I do, I, I'm more of a realist most of the time, and I and I do I think I'm pretty uh, pretty open-minded, but uh, my daughter is pretty special, and I do think she's pretty special going in. Right. So uh, I probably will have a little hurt feelings if somebody uh, uh, beats her out in a certain event or, or whatever. <laughs> What's her talent? Uh, she's going to be a, a, a dance. It's a it's a, uh, whatever they call those uh, those specialized dances and those. Well, you of need things. to work on your terminology. Yeah, I do. I need to get better for that or whatever. Her 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 protege or her her biggest thing is just uh, she is so well spoken. She is uh, a, a brilliant kid. Thirty one ACT. She's in uh, pharmacy school here at ULM and. And uh, I, I'm excited for her future. Her future is definitely going to make more money than I'm going to make. But uh, but she will she will blow it out of the water in the interview and and on stage and everything else in terms of what she does. And and uh, she 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 will be a, a great representative a representative for the uh, spirit of the Washtenaw who's who she's representing. All right. And, and finally, you got to up your uh, wardrobe game. I mean, this is like the NFL draft, the NBA draft. You cannot show up there Saturday night in coaching shorts and shirts. You got you got to actually have a nice suit, perhaps a tux. Or a nice sports jacket on. Todd Geis has been on me all week. His his wife is involved in this, and he's talking about I'm going to have to go get the tux. I'm not renting a tux. I'm not going to wear a tux. <laughs> I will put a coat on maybe for the Saturday event. Uh, pocket tie? Um, no pocket no, tie? No, no pocket tie, no cufflinks, no, nothing <laughs> like that. It'll, it, it'll probably just be a sports coat over a, a button-up. Uh, maybe a button-up and uh, uh, slacks for the first two events. Of course, you have to be a little bit dressy, but. Uh, no, definitely not the tux, but uh, but I will have the I will have the sports coat on at least one night. Mm. Hey, you did a wonderful job today, bud. Appreciate you asking me on, man. I have I have fun time every time we're here. All right, bud. Thank you. Uh, we'll have somebody else on tomorrow. Of course, thoughts and prayers continue to go out yes, Jake. towards Jake Martin and his daughter, and of course his wife. Everybody, thanks for listening. We certainly appreciate the guests we had on today. We'll have more on tomorrow. The Edge is coming up next. Everybody, have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.